Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here on a sunny Saturday morning. Hope you're all having a good day and doing well. I've been looking over a few things that I use for ideas. Mostly I just write what I can down and keep my mind open. But I've decided, or rather I've found, that my sketchbook works as an idea machine sometimes. I have this sketchbook. And if you don't draw, that's okay. If you have something, stuff you write or anything like that, that's fine. I have a sketchbook that I bought at North Texas a couple of years ago, North Texas RPG Con a couple of years ago. And it's one of those leather affairs that's hand to looks like hand to leather with a latch on it. And it's got about, oh, I'd say two, three hundred pages of, looks like handmade paper. I'm sure they had a way of doing it that's not handmade, but it sure looks it. It's a high rag content, so it's a little hard to work with, but that's okay. I still like it. And what I do is I draw on it, and I usually draw on it when I'm playing. I don't, I don't do much drawing at home, but sometimes. But I use it for whatever, usually fantasy stuff. And I'd like to draw things like weird-looking buildings. I like to do these fantasy buildings. And some of them are really unusual and a lot of them come across as rather, how shall I say, ramshackle, because I have been influenced by a few people. I've been influenced by, funny, westerns, like John Ford westerns, the traditional ones, and the spaghetti, especially the Sergio Leone stuff, where they're out in the desert of Spain, and they put these, they just make these places, these towns, these shacks, these whatever, that just look like they could fall apart. Or they could fall over at any minute. So, But they're still there, which is kind of cool. And I always like Disney's Sword in the Stone. I always like where Merlin, Merlin's Tower, because that one always looks like it was going to fall over at any moment. And I tend to put them in arid areas with a lot of rocks and stuff. You won't find very many forests in my drawings. And I started doing... And I, I do a few portraits. I do a few people in here. I got a couple of things, but... I started doing this thing where I just took it from the perspective of a character traveling around. And so it turns into kind of a travelogue thing. And so as I drew, I would leave some space and start writing about things in my world. First thing I did was go to my map, my my campaign world map. And I did a printout of it on 8.5 by 11 on my printer. And just folded it and stuck it in the book just for reference because sometimes I go oh that's a neat shack where does that belong and sometimes I just look at the map and I just pick an area and pick something in the area to do for instance in the lower right corner near middle to lower right corner I have this area with a town Mariah which is near a small forest called the Claw Forest, but it comes out into a, uh, I guess, uh, some kind of arid plains area. And I stuck a fort, because there's there's a river that goes through the, a river runs through, it goes through the forest and then branches off. 
and goes one of a, one branch goes into the parched dunes, which is my desert area. So it sort of either runs out or it goes underground, and the other one goes back into like the the Dragon Blood Mountains, the big mountain range. But I stuck a fort right in between the branches of the river. And I put water, a couple of waterfalls there. So it's sitting like on a cliff. And there's a couple of waterfalls. And I called it Fort Moriah. I called it the ruins of Fort Moriah. And I did, this is where I just started writing. I mean, I, I started writing earlier. I drew this picture of a wand of fear that I'd drawn for... You'll find it in uh, you'll find it in mazes and perils, but I redrew it, and I called it Gorgaman's Wand of Fear, wielded by the legendary necromancer Brahm Gorgaman to subjugate the people of Mingate. Overthrown in 384, Gorgaman was burned alive; his ashes thrown down his well at his lair, Bone Keep. His wand was never found. As he burned, he vowed to return and raise the land, punish the people, and rule over the the land as sovereign of the valley, valley of the undead. Rumored to have survived the burning, Gorgaman's wand of fear is sought after by groups both lawful and diabolical for the power it holds. It is also rumored to hold the key to Gorgaman's return. So, I just... I just that's that's right out of my butt. That's right out of the top, off the top of my head, and I kind of find I like these things, and they're giving me like game ideas. The fort I was talking about here it is: the ruins of Fort Moriah, triangular in shape. Fort Moriah was built over two generations ago by the town of Moriah as defense from the parched lands in the south. Alas, fell creatures from nearby Claw Forest invaded the fort and massacred the entire volunteer contingent. Abandoned since, the fort has been the lairs of bandits and hunting ground for all manner of creatures. Rumor has it that the fort is either cursed or destined to play a part in the salvation of the local area. And the lesson to be taken away from this is don't build a fort overlooking a cliff if you're worried about the desert and still have a forest behind you full of critters. That was kind of short-sighted and stupid of the people of Moriah. So I just wrote that down, and I'm just going through this thing, wondering what's the story, and, and it's really helping me think of things to do in, like, say, Swords and Wizardry. Because I've got some really neat stuff here. I've got this one shack built on a kind of a precipice, not a precipice, but like a, a land bridge, in the middle of a land bridge over a high, way up high over a, there's a waterfall and a river over a river. And I don't know what it is, but it's going to be interesting to figure out what it, what it is. And there's some people in here. I think I drew a picture of a character I once played for about two seconds, uh, some magic user. And the last one I did was I drew this hill giant, and I didn't think it was all that great. But I worked it uh, because I just I was bored one day at, at the game. Not really bored, but I, I was listening and such. But I wasn't I wasn't directly involved at the time, so I just start doodling. That way, I can keep my ears open, see, still hear what's going on. And I came up and I did a background for him. I came up with Thud Stump Thumb, Hill Giant Seer of the Scorched Lands. Now the Scorched Lands is the land above the Shield Wall in my campaign world up north. 
and it's it's like it's like desert. It's like it's like high desert with rock. Think of think of Monument Valley. Think of the the desert in Spain and the in the spaghetti westerns that kind of. There's a what they call the North Shield Wall, which is a series of keeps that keeps whatever is in the scorched lands away from the other <laughs> from the other pit. And you got the Dragon Boat Mountains that cuts off the scorched land. So it actually goes over a little further, but then there's civilization. And so I put that up there. And that's mainly where a lot of my drawing has been doing up in the scorched lands because that's the only, everything else is, I've got a big old forest here. I've got a mountain range and a, a field, a field like plains, the fields of Kamshak. So it's really made me start thinking of what's going on in my world and actually I given me a few ideas that thing about the ruins of Fort Moriah, I am going to do something with that. Like I said, my world is not as defined as everybody else's, so it gives me a lot of room to do things, and I'll probably be setting this down in some kind of form in the near future on the computer somewhere, I don't know, uh, some some kind of document or, or something, so I can actually get a better idea of, because this is my, when I say it's my campaign world, I mean it's my campaign world for everything. I've used it for Tunnels and Trolls. I've used it for Castles and Crusades. I've used it for Swords and Wizardry. Right now it's being used for Swords and Wizardry. If I ever get back to it right now, I'm running Astonishing Swordsman. But I've also got the Midderlands here, which I'm trying to figure out how to work into, possibly off the coast, the, the West Coast somewhere, way off the West Coast, because I'd like to campaign there. I mean, I have... I've got... I've got campaign ADD or or gaming ADD because <laughs> I can't decide if I would because I want to settle down in one place and play it for a while so I could actually define an area. But that's what I'm using for inspiration right now, and it's kind of fun too. What do you use for? Do you re- use anything like a sketchbook for inspiration, or maybe a journal, or something like that? And it's it slowly defines my world too, which is a good thing. I recommend this to anybody. If you if you're if you're of a drawing bent, and I'm not like I'm not the best artist in the world, but you know I can do, I can actually do drawings that you would find in like the old editions. So if you do this, I would like to hear about it. How do you just sort of punch your brain or whatever you're going to do to get it? Uh, you can drop me a voicemail here at Anchor or send me an email at oldmangrognard at gmail dot com. Well, that's the show. So. I hope you folks have a great day, and until I see you next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.